Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Wait. I've been loaded, losing all control. Henny with the soda. I've been on a roll. I've been taking toll. I just wanna roam. I've been running from them bad days. Trying to take it slower. Party on occasion. I should ease the weight off my shoulders. Yeah. I said we only getting older. Yeah. And tell me, are you coming over? I need to know. Is you falling through? Tell me what the move is. Girl, it's been a cool minute. Yeah. I just wanna know, tell me what's the hold up, wanna get to know ya Girl, I wanna show ya, yeah, that I got all the things you need from me I wanna hear you say you still believe in me, I just wanna know How are you? Hope you're doing well. Welcome 
back to Nathan Ivy show. Good morning to you. Hey, listen, uh, let's give it a couple of minutes before we really get everything up and running. I want to talk about Shakari Richardson. She will not compete in Tokyo. Uh, there was some talk that she might, but it looks like the ban is, is well, she could have competed in the four by 100 relay. But it looks as if that's not going to happen. And I want to spend a little bit of time talking about this because I feel like I feel like there's some things inside of this story that no matter who you are and where you are, even if you're a grown person, like you grown grown, that you can still get something out of. And I want to talk about this morning. Plus, I want to continue the conversation. I mean, the reaction to the so-called violence, the gun violence in Cincinnati is so typical. It is so typical in the city of Cincinnati, and we, we need to talk about that. Plus, there's a smattering of other topics uh, concerning people, politics, and pleasure that you might want to get into. It's the Nathan Ivey Show. So please take a second to share this show if you're watching on YouTube this morning. I appreciate you. Uh, good morning to you. Ho, ho, I see people are commenting on my status on Facebook. Let's see exactly what status that they are talking about right now. Here we go. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We got to talk about this. Joe Dieter says he's declaring war on illegal guns in Cincinnati. We must discuss this. Now you want to declare gun war on illegal guns? Okay. I thought that this was an open carry state. I believe that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Shakari Richardson was not picked for the four by 100 meter relay team. So there was a couple of events that she was qualified for, or she was potentially going to be a part of one. Shakari Richardson was potentially going to be a part of the 100 meter dash. And she was also going to be a part of the four by 100 meter relay. Now, in order to get to the gold medal round in either of those two uh, 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 competitions, you've got to go through the qualifiers so, so a lot of people thought, okay, great, she's going to miss the 100-meter dash. But after 30 days, she can still compete in the qualifying events in the 4-by-100-meter relay, relay, okay? But when the Olympic team, you know, put out their roster, Shikari Richardson wasn't a part of it. And you know it's real sad. I think it's real sad. And there's only one person, some people ain't going to like this, but this is blunt talk. But the only person that Shakari Richardson has to blame is herself. I don't want to hear about the IOC. I don't want to hear about the Olympic team. If Shakari Richardson didn't smoke weed, and I don't care what the circumstances were, I don't care who died in her family. This is what happens potentially. It is. Well, I don't care about Michael Phelps. It don't matter. A lot of people out here making excuses. What about Michael Phelps? Don't even know what really happened with Michael Phelps. It don't matter. The only thing that matters is what she did. That's the only thing that matters. All these folks making excuses, but uh, Michael Phelps, I don't give a damn about no Michael Phelps. I'm talking about Shikari Richardson. There's a lesson in here, folks. 
Now, I'm a big believer in learning from other people's mistakes. And the moral of the Shikari Richardson situation is something I said before. I'll say it again. Don't blow your own deal. Don't shoot yourself in the foot, period. End of story. Case closed. Well, weed is legal in 17 states, Nate. Yeah, and so what? Weed is legal in Oregon. She was in Oregon when she was smoking, and so what? As she said in her only interview post all the stuff coming out, I know what I did. I'm willing to accept the consequences, period. At least she's willing to deal with it a lot more in a lot more mature fashion than some of these people on social media. Now, I feel for the sister because I wanted to see her get that Olympic gold and glory. I mean, getting the Olympic gold, depending on how you parlay that. Man, you could turn that into big money, big money, big money. I mean, who knows what that could have happened for her? She could have changed her whole family's trajectory. And you're going to give that up so you can smoke weed? I blame DMX. I blame all these, everything in our culture that promotes weed to people as if, you know, it's something you should be doing. Now, let me say this to you. I think that marijuana is medicine from the earth. I think that marijuana, medicinal marijuana, is a much better alternative to some of these over-the-counter drugs. Way way better for you, all the way around. But I also think that if you're an Olympic athlete, then you chill on that. All you got to do is get through the damn summer. All you got to do is get through the summer and you can smoke all the weed you want in the fall. All the weed you want. You can smoke weed. You can eat edibles. You can drink. You can do all of that. Once the getting is done. You know what I'm saying? You get that money first. Go girl, get that gold. Get that gold first, girl. And then once you get that gold, then you can get all the marijuana you want to. I feel for the sister, but she did it to herself. Stop blaming the Olympics. Stop talking about discrimination and all. It, none of that matters. You got all these athletes that's going to Tokyo. None of them tested positive for marijuana. It's sad. But the moral of the story, my friends, and this is something that even adults should get into, and that is think it all the way through. Think it all the way through. Before you take that risky decision, think about all the way through. Is it worth it? That's part about being grown. That's like one of the most difficult parts about being grown, and that is not doing some shit that you really want to do because you're thinking about the consequences. That's that's a big separator between older people and younger people, right? Like when you get in your 40s, 50s, and 60s, 
you'll look back and think about some things that you did that you would never do no more. You would never do that. You would never do that. Because now you're more mature, you're older, you can think things through, you can weigh the pros and the cons. I'm telling you, the devil is a lie. When the devil come for you, the devil, the devil always seduces you with things that feels good. This was always going to be something that feels good, always. Why? Because that's the biggest temptation. That's the biggest temptation right there. You know, if the devil was trying to seduce you with stuff that don't feel good, it would be harder for him to get you to do it. If you believe in such things, you might not believe in the devil. Okay, I'm cool with you. Do you? The lesson in Shikari Richardson and for all the folks out there is to think it all the way through before you make that risky decision. Ask yourself, are you willing to live with the consequences, number one? And is it worth it? Man, I'm going to tell you, since I've been grown, I've been tempted a whole lot of times. A whole lot of times with the ussy, with all kind of stuff. You got to think it all the way through. You got to ask yourself, is it really worth it? You got to ask yourself, what's the short, medium, long-term benefit of this? That's the difference. Like, when you young, you take it how it comes. You get a little older. You got other people in your life. You got things that, you know, are bigger than this, that. You start thinking about it. Same thing with Shikari Richardson. I don't know who was with her. But if she had any of her so-called friends with her that day, she need to fire their ass immediately. She need to stop being friends with them because a real friend, a real friend in a situation like that wouldn't have never let her do nothing shit like that. You don't let no friend that's got something to live for do something like that. You don't do nothing like that. Hold on one second here. If somebody really cares about you, when people really care about you, then they'll try to check you when they see you doing something that you might think is pleasurable, but they know that shit ain't right. That's what a real friend do. Okay, you got different levels of friends. You got some friends, they so friend, you tell them some shit, they like, hmm, you gonna do that, girl? Dude, you gonna do that? They don't say a word to you. They cool with you, but they ain't no friend, 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 friend. A friend, 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 friend is going to tell you about yourself before you do something dumb. That's what a friend, 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 friend is really going to do. And she must not have any friend, 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 friends because how they let her do something like this? I'll be honest with you. If I was cool with Shakari Richardson or anybody else, and I know they got a chance to get to the Olympics, there's no way in the world you could do that around me. You just, you just, it's just certain things you just can't do around me. I'm just not going to let you do that. I'm just not going to let you do it around me. Go do that somewhere else. Take that somewhere else. I don't want to see that. That's just what it is. You did what I'm saying? And I don't know who was with her when she was in Oregon. She had just found out from a reporter and she was trying to do something to take away the pain. And she turned to marijuana. 
Okay, a lot of people do that. A lot of people do that, but damn. You talking about fame, you talking about glory, you talking about money. I don't know how much a gold medal in the 100-meter dash is worth. All I do know is that the 100-meter dash, that's like the that's like the sexiest of all of the track and field events. It's the one event that everybody watches. Everybody watches the 100-meter dash. Everybody. You're going to be a star among stars. You got a great personality. She's attractive. You know what I'm saying? Wheaties, Nike. You talking about you talking about changing your whole life and you going to give that up for marijuana? It ain't worth it. It just ain't worth it. It just in no way shape or form is it worth it. In no way shape or form is it worth it. Um but again, the moral of the story is, and I, you know, even grown folks need to hear this: is think, think it all the way through. Take a step back. Think it all the way through. It's always going to be something that has pleasure attached to it. That's going to be the biggest seducer, right? It's going, it's going to try to suck you in the most. It's always going to be like that. Always, 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 because the devil is clever. <laughs> The devil is clever. Vicky writes, Shakari Richardson, we all are human. She got jealous friends. Yeah, we all human. But the thing about this life is sometimes opportunities will come to you. And there are some opportunities that come to you in their once in a lifetime. And the opportunity to win a gold medal is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity per se. Now, who knows? In four years, she might still be at the top of her game. She might be motivated. She might come back. That'll be a great story in four years. But it's four years. Anything can happen in four years. She's young. I mean, if she can maintain her speed and, and everything she got going on, I mean, she could definitely come back. She could definitely come back. No doubt about it. I feel for the sister. I feel for the sister. I feel for the sister. I'll say it again. I feel for the sister. I feel for the sister 100% because, like I said, her brain ain't even all the way developed yet. Her brain ain't all the way developed. Her brain is nowhere near what it's going to be. Nowhere near. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Charles writes, the 100-meter dash is the premier race followed closely by the 200-meter and 110 meters. Angelo writes, uh, good morning. If I remember correctly, Roland Martin said a gold medal is worth 5 to 10 million easy, not even counting endorsements. So she gave up 5 to $10 million. Not count- like a thing, Shikari Richardson with the lion old hair, she could have got her own Nike shoe. And she gave this up. For marijuana. <laughs> just but again, she's young. She ain't even 25 yet. So I give her nothing but latitude, but at the same time, I gotta give her blunt talk. Can I be blunt this morning? Check the people around you, man. Don't let people around you encourage you to do some dumbish. Don't get caught up in what other people are doing. Do you have the strength of character character to be you in all times. 
Everybody's been tempted. You think I ain't been tempted? Everybody gets tempted. Uh, but that's all about, you know, being older. When you're older, you've made so many mistakes. You're like, I don't want to make that mistake again. Brandy Renee writes, uh, good morning, everybody. Good morning to you. So stop the nonsense. Stop the belly aching and the shielding and the caping for Shikari Richardson. I know she feels terrible. I know she feels terrible, but it is what it is. 21. Came up from LSU. Fastest 100-meter dash, I believe, in the U.S. I don't know if it's the world. Everybody was looking down, looking for that showdown between her and a uh, runner from a sprinter from Jamaica. And now we're not going to get to see that over some marijuana. Everything else is secondary. If those are the rules of competition, whether you like them or not, those are the rules of competition. Shikari Richardson supporters call on the IOC and WADA or WADA, which is the World Anti-Doping Agency, to lift the ban. That's not going to happen. Joe Biden spoke about this. Joe Biden can't do nothing about this. If you just turned in this morning, Shikari Richardson is going to be suspended for 30 days, which means that she won't have enough time to qualify or compete in the 100-meter dash. A lot of folks were looking forward to her being in the 4x100-meter relay, but she was left off the team. She won't be a part of the team. Who does she have to blame? Marijuana. It's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. Um, you see, Classy Keys writes, somebody writes, Tokyo's in Japan, not China, correct. Classy Keys writes, Grand Rising, Nate Ivy Nachapas from Cleopatra Jones. Good to see you. Andriel's in the house. Good morning, Nate and friends. Hey, good morning to you. Brown Legs writes, uh, good morning, Nate Nachapas. Good morning to you. Bold Riding writes, good morning, good morning. Like my T-shirt hustling for legal money, legal. About that legal hustle, always and only. If it's something illegal, don't even bring it to my attention. I don't want to hear about it. Take that somewhere else. If it's legal, it's all gravy. You know what I'm saying? If it's legal, it's all good. If it's not, miss me with that ish. Man, let me tell you something that happened yesterday that was so crazy. You know, it was just like an out-of-body experience. So today, yesterday, something amazing happened. My daughter, Medium Buddha, went to her first day at the job. She got a job now where she's working four hours a day. She's actually working for a local media company, which, go and get them skills, baby girl, and bring them back to CDM. You already know what the plan is. But anyway, so she's working four hours a day, but because she had missed a couple days, you know, we were out of town. Um, she was able to make up her day. So she did eight hours yesterday. Uh, my wife says she called our daughter. My daughter, she seemed like, she said my daughter, our daughter seemed like she was, something was wrong with her. She was like, you know, she went in the full mama bear mode. Like, what's going on? She's like, nothing, mama. I'm just working. I'm working. She said she could hear like the little, I won't say irritation, but she working. My wife was like, mm-hmm, what's that feel like? 
Kids love to call you on a job like you got time to talk. I'm at work. Now medium Buddha is work. She's going to work today for eight hours. She's somewhere I'm working nine to five. It's trippy. Now, one thing I know about medium Buddha is that whoever she worked for, oh, you got a, you got a diamond in the rough right there. Extremely intelligent. The one thing I like about my daughter is my daughter, and I like a lot of things, but one thing that really stands out to me about my daughter, I tell her this all the time, is that she's strong enough to be who she is in any scenario. I love that about my daughter. Her personality don't change. It don't matter who she get around. It don't matter what scenario she is. Her personality stays the same. There are grown folks who become chameleons when they walk in different rooms and get with other people. I guess it's because they're afraid of confrontation or something like that. You ever been, a, been around people like that? You know, there's some people, they get into a room with certain people, they act one way. They get into a room with somebody else, they act another way. They get in a room with somebody else, they act another way. Like, whatever the strongest personality in the room is, that's who they gravitate for. Medium Buddha ain't like that. I love that about her. She just her. She got a wonderful personality, by the way. Hard worker, smart. She going to learn real fast, too. So whoever she works for, you got a diamond in the rough. Hope you realize that. Yeah, so she's going back to work today. Then she's uh, leaving for a camp she's doing, like a cheerleading camp. So she got a really, really busy last. The, these last few weeks have been really, really busy for her. She's like, I'm traveling. Yeah, you traveling. My son survived summer camp yesterday. I was terrified all day. I was terrified. I was on the phone with the wife. You're like, do I need to go over here to the water park and just be that dad with his face on there? I didn't do it. It was the hardest thing in the world. I cannot I cannot tell you that I'm not going to do it on Friday if I have time. I got Is It Just Me podcast on Friday, so it probably won't work out. But uh, he, my son don't have no idea how to swim. But if you ask a little boy, you know how to swim? Yeah, I know how to swim. You don't know how to swim? Yes, I do. I put my face, he said, I put my chin in, in the water up to here, Dad. Yeah, you know how to swim, son. He went to summer camp yesterday for the first time. And just like any parent, your son gets home. You're like, tell me everything. He's like, uh, I don't really remember anything. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I want the details. Um, I can't remember what we did. You can't remember. You just got home. These kids, man, they come home, they smash the food. They smash the refrigerator, and then they just off to their devices and until bedtime. I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Trust me, I am. But a little bit about what's going on with us. Uh, Regina writes, uh, good morning, all. Good morning to you. Good to see you. I know how to swim, Dad. Yeah, uh-huh, sure you do. Sure you do. Mm-hmm. You got it all figured out. I'm grown. Mm-hmm. Sure you are. So, again, Shikari Richardson will not compete in, compete in Tokyo in the Olympics. Perhaps in four years we'll see from her again. I hope so. I hope she comes back in four years and she dominates. I hope that after the Olympics she goes on a one-woman crusade to prove to the world that, in fact, she is the fastest. And she spends the next three to four years taking it out on her opponents track meet by track meet by track meet in the u.s and around the world i hope that in four years where, where are the next olympics where are the next summer olympics um 
And the next Summer Olympics will be in Paris in 2024. So I hope she goes to Paris in 2024. And, 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 and we, we, say, we, uh, voulez vous, what I'm not sure what I'm saying, but you know what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is I hope she smashes the competition in four years in Paris. I hope she spends the next three to four years proving to all of her competitors that, in fact, I was supposed to win that gold. And she smashes the competition in four years. It's completely possible. I mean, in four years, she'll be 25. Her brain will finally be developed, and she won't make those kind of mistakes. I don't know, man. I don't want to ask you what the worst mistake you've ever made is because I've made some humdingers. Like, I recently made a decision that I look back to, and I'm like, what was I thinking? And it turned out to just be a terrible decision all the way around, just absolutely terrible. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but just an absolutely terrible decision that you know, did I regret 100%? You ever wish you could get into a time machine and go back and relive a moment? I really wish I could do that right now. Just terrible decision, right? But I'm human. You know what I'm saying? I love me some Nate Ivy, so I, I learned how to forgive myself. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. Uh, good morning to you, 513-873-7134. If you'd like to share your thoughts this morning, if you want to join the conversation, please feel free to do so. What I would ask is that you share the show from YouTube to Facebook or from Spreaker or tune in to wherever you might be. Let me talk about some local issues here. We'll circle back around and get your thoughts about Shikari Richardson in, in a minute. But Joe Dieters, whose name came up yesterday, we had a gullible black man. I hate black men that act dumb. I hate it when a grown person acts dumb for effect or some other part of reason. I hate that shit. And I hate gullible people. I don't know what it is about gullibility, but it's the biggest turnoff. I hate it. Uh, Joe Dieters is a white male Republican. He's the Hamilton County prosecutor in a Twitter post just yesterday. He declared that he's told assistant prosecutors in his office not to offer plea deals in any cases involving gun violence or possession of illegal guns. It's time for this nonsense to end. I'd like to know whether you think that's a good idea or not. I think it's a terrible idea, quite honestly. I don't think it's going to have any impact whatsoever other than locking up a lot of people. And it's not going to have any impact whatsoever on decreasing gun violence. None whatsoever. In a statement, Dieters called the shooting at Smell Park, which left two teenagers dead and three other teens wounded, unacceptable. He said there needs to be a discussion about the root causes of such violence. Quote, no amount of money can fix the problems we are facing. Uh, people say that because they don't want to spend money on programs. So he's right about that, but I hate that mentality. Money does have a place in fixing these issues, and I'll tell you how. Like, for instance, what we need to do if we really care about the young people is we need to make sure that young people before and primarily after school, now I know this happened over the weekend, but I'm talking about the totality of the issue, not just what happened, not, not just a knee-jerk reaction to, just, to the specific details of what happened in Smell Park, 
Okay. I'm talking about the larger issue, right? So money does play a role in this in terms of making sure that we have adequate resources for before and especially after school programs, making sure that each and every child in the Cincinnati public area, you know, has access to the, to, to, to what they need to be successful. Okay. Yeah. I'm getting a message here. Okay. He, this is a, another quote from Joe Dieters. Criminal behavior can no longer be tolerated and ignored. Until we insist on the personal accountability, criminals will feel emboldened and the madness will continue. You know, this is Joe Dieters at his best. Like, this is the best that Joe Dieters has for us. Like, when it comes to, like, Joe Dieters didn't talk like this when it came to Ray Tensing shooting Sam DeBose. He didn't talk like this. He didn't talk up criminal behavior and it can't be, un- it's unacceptable. Now, he, he expressed that he thought it was a shooting that never should have happened. And he blamed uh, Ray Tensing, but he didn't go on and on and on and talk about the root causes. And he didn't talk about the family. He didn't do all of this. This is Joe Dieters at his absolute best. White male Republican with a law and order, you know, uh, persona responding to gun victims that are black perpetrators and victims. This is him at his very best. Quote, society has excused bad behavior. He says, for too long, society has excused bad behavior perpetuated by bad people. Now, I want to stop right there. Do you agree with him? Joe Dieter says that for too long, society has excused bad behavior perpetuated by bad people. Now, is he talking about himself? Like, all I know is that a white female named Jody Edwards strapped her daughter into a car seat. went into a Dunkin' Donuts, bought some donuts, and then got out of her car, went into her place of business, got the donuts, and left her baby girl to die in the backseat of a car in one of the hottest days of the year in Cincinnati, and Joe Dieters didn't charge him. Sounds like criminal behavior to me. Joe Dieters put together a Washington Generals meets uh, Three Stooges meets, uh, you know, Fred Flintstone uh, prosecution of Ray Tensing. But he wants to talk about excusing bad behavior. He said it's wrong to blame guns. See, this is sort of that Republican politics stuff going on. See, the reality of it is... That, and I've been saying this for years. I've had to argue what I thought with were intelligent black people about this. The gun manufacturers need to be held responsible or more responsible. Because when you start hitting them in the pockets, then they're going to start making sure that they do everything they can to ensure that their product is not used in an illegal fashion. They're going to do everything they can. When you start hitting them with civil lawsuits and start breaking the bank, that's when you're going to start to get their attention. Until then, they've been immunized from civil lawsuits from the baby Bush administration. But yeah, the fact that it's so easy to get guns, that discussion has to go back to the people who are manufacturing the guns, just like you do with the drugs. The fact that drugs are so readily available, law enforcement will follow the trail back to those that manufacture and distribute the gun, the drugs. That's what they do. 
That's what they do. But we don't do that with guns because guns have been politicized. It becomes a Democrat-Republican thing, a Second Amendment thing. It's all a part of this conversation. See, the point, in fact, is this, is that the gun lobby and that Second Amendment crowd is so powerful that it don't really matter how many people get killed. It don't matter whether they're white or black. Same thing happened with Sandy Hook. And you had little white kids, little sweet little white kids got mowed down and murdered. Nothing has happened whatsoever. It doesn't really matter. The gun lobby is too powerful in this country. You want to talk about a gang. They're too powerful. It don't matter who gets killed. Black, white, especially for some black folks. You know, all they're going to do is talk about it and try to come up with a new way to, like, throw the book at them and some new laws and truth. And that's it. But nothing substantial is really going to happen. So my, my question is, Joe Dieters needs to shut the hell up. Or he needs to come up with some policy ideas. Or just shut the hell up and go do your job. But Joe Dieter says, society has excused bad behavior perpetuated by bad people. Now, is that some of that black people don't care about crime kind of stuff? That's what it kind of sounds like to me. If only black people would stand up and deal with the criminals in their own neighborhoods, we wouldn't have these problems. That's what it sounds like to me, but... As a black man in Cincinnati, I totally reject that nonsense. Nobody cares more about the shootings of black people in Cincinnati more than black people that live in Cincinnati. White people that live in Cincinnati could not possibly care as much. You know, I'm not saying you don't care, but you couldn't possibly care as much as we do because it's happening to people that look like us. You don't care as much, period. You don't care as much. It'll be interesting to see what the city does down in Smell Park now that this this shooting has is, has happened. You know, this city loves a knee-jerk reactionary everything. We don't want to be proactive, but we want to be knee-jerk reactive. We love it. That's what we're good at. We are good at building taxpayer-supported sports stadiums. And making sure that black teenagers don't have a lot of, like, social and entertainment venues. We are, oh, yeah, and making walking trails. We are excellent at all of those things. Oh, yeah, that's right. And, you know, further widening the wealth gap between black and white. We are good at all of those things. We are a one at all of that. If you want somebody to give you some details and share on how to be good at any of the things I just mentioned, call Cincinnati. We good at that. We are good at that. Everything else, nope. Not so much, maybe a little bit. Uh, Cass in the house, she writes, hey, choppers. Good morning to you, Cass. Sister Iris writes, uh, good morning, great people. Good to see you. Terrence Grafson writes, oh, Joe Dieter is talking about personal accountability. Imagine that. Yeah. He's good at that. That's all, that's all he's good at. Iris writes, if this didn't motivate people to vote, I don't know what will. You know what, Iris? I would love for that to be true. It ain't true. That ain't going to motivate nobody to do a damn thing. It's not. I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just blunt with it. Can I be blunt? It's not going to motivate anybody to do anything that's not already motivated. Like the people who are motivated to voting, they're going to motivate to vote no matter what Joe Dieter said. Because if you are really, if, if like, 
Like, how could you be any more motivated than when you saw the pathetic prosecution that Joe Dieters and his pathetic team put together and their pathetic, anemic, flaccid attempts to prosecute Ray Tensing? If that wasn't enough of a motivator, nothing he says now is going to motivate anybody to do a damn thing. You had a black dude, Fanon Rucker. You telling me Fanon Rucker was going to be soft on crime? I don't believe it one bit. He would have been every bit of tough, but he would have brought a different spirit and heart to the game. What happened with white females? Oh, well, I got afraid. We were so afraid about the summer of discontent of 2020 that we thought that Fanon was going to let the angry black and brown hordes take over our cul-de-sac and rummage through our, our freezers. Uh, Tabitha writes, uh, there's a public meeting at New Prospect Church, 10 to 2, all are welcome. I'm, again, that that just goes to show what I've been saying to people a long time. And I try to correct people when I, people say this. Oh, black people don't care about when there's shootings in the community. That Nothing could be further from the truth. That's not true. There's, there's a response every time. And there's people in Cincinnati that's dedicated to that cause. Don't disrespect their, their contributions because you're you haven't done your homework to get close enough so you can see what they're doing. That's disrespectful. And we're not gonna do that. Every time there's a shooting in this city involving black people, then people react. There's people that's on the streets every single time. That's that's dedicated their life to this work. Don't just disrespect their contributions because you don't know. You haven't done your homework. That's just not fair. That's just not fair. Uh, Terrence writes, uh, flat out, Daryl, we tried calling for accountability last week. It's too late. When did you call for accountability? What are you talking about? Call for accountability? I don't. There was no shooting last week. What are you talking about, Terrence? Tiffany writes, uh, is it the manufacturers or the sellers of the guns? It's both. Is both. I'm going to be honest with you, Tiffany, and this is just me and my progressive bag. There should be no handgun that is manufactured in America that is not manufactured with a gun lock. The reason why gun manufacturers don't do that is because they do not want to take on the added expense. They're greedy as hell. They want more yachts. They want more land. They want more estates in the Hamptons. The gun manufacturers should be pushed to do everything that they can to make sure that their process from manufacturing to distribution is not hijacked and or interrupted. They should be doing everything they can, but they're not because they're immunized from civil lawsuits. Must be nice. Anybody else, any other, you name it, any other manufacturer of any other product in America, if, it, if somebody was manufacturing a product and that product was at the scene of as many homicides as guns are, the federal government would come in and regulate them or there'd be so many lawsuits it put them out of business or they have to change their practices. Everybody else except for the gun manufacturers because <laughs> it's been politicized. 
And it don't matter whether some whether you're manufacturing a legal product and somebody use it illegally or not. If we can see a pattern from your product, you should be held responsible for it. Period. Simple as that. Simple as that. We could do a lot more in this country to prevent guns from getting into the hands of people. It has nothing to do with locking up people for the rest of their natural lives and bloating the tax burden because we got to take take care of all these people in the prison system. There's a lot more things that can be done, but there's so much gridlock in Congress. It becomes political. So nothing ever happens. Again, it don't matter who gets killed. They can be white, they can be black, they can be affluent, they can be not as influent, they can live in the Hamptons. It can, the shooting can occur on the banks, it can be in over the Rhine, it can be in the west side, it can be at the mall. It don't matter. Nothing is going to happen substantially at this particular juncture as it relates to like bills and policy on guns because there's so much gridlock between the two political parties. One party, the Democrats, is like, let's do what we can do. The other party is like, we've done all we could, we should do on some 1776 Second Amendment type ish. That's what it is. Uh, classy rights. Do you really think they really care about the youth killing each other? Some do, so don't. Classy, classy key. Some do, so don't. Some don't. At the end of the day, no. They, and I'm talking about in general, the, the legislators. And really, you're talking about one side is the Republicans. I got to kind of, I got to keep it real with you. The Republican Party do not care how many kids get killed. They don't care if they, where they get killed at. They're just not going to be moved. They're not going to be moved to push for any kind of substantial, you know, bills or legislation that would make it more difficult to, for people to get their hands on guns, even different types of guns. They're just not going to do it. It's against their religion. And it is what it is. Terrence writes, we were criticized for calling for accountability. Nobody called to criticize you for what are you talking about? Terrence, you, what is happening to you, bro? What is happening to you, man? Like the last two to three weeks, you've been slipping, bro. I hate to keep calling it out, but God damn, what is going on? What are you talking about? We were criticized for calling for accountability. Who critic? Number one, can you give me more details? Because I don't remember, brother. When were you calling for more accountability and who criticized you? I don't remember that. I'm trying to think about what we talked about last week. I mean, we talked about Cosby. We talked about Monique. We talked about a bunch of stuff. I don't remember you calling for accountability. And I don't remember anybody criticizing you for that. I don't remember. Can you give me more details? What was the specifics of it, bro? I don't remember. Uh, Sister Iris Rice, Joe Dieters just indicated all the black children, youth in Hamilton County. Yeah, absolutely. I tell you, he's good at pointing fingers at the black community. He loves it. That's Joe Dieters at his absolute best. Now, if you want him to lead the prosecution against a University of Cincinnati police officer that shut an unarmed black man in the head, lied about it, the whole thing's on recorded on his on his dash cam, he is the worst. That's the worst Joe Dieters. That is the worst Joe Dieters. But after there's been a shooting, it appears to be black perpetrators and black victims. He get up on his little soapbox and start moralizing. Oh, he's so good at that. Joe Dieters is a joke. Scratch that. 
Hamilton County is a joke for re-electing this clown. We're the joke. The joke's on us. The joke is on us. Terrence Rice, property owners damn sure care about the violence. I know that's right. Dale Rice, way too much is invested down the banks, and now that hood ish is bleeding down there, making white folks uncomfortable and want to go down there. Of course, we're going to see these white politicians. Uh, Sister Iris Rice, a drunk prosecutor telling you he is about how he is about to treat our children. Yeah, I've heard that Joe Dietrich has a drinking problem. I don't have any real evidence, but I've heard this from multiple sources. He might. He might. I don't know. I have no idea. Jerome writes, uh, the city was putting up new cameras yesterday in that park. Too little, too late. Annette writes, CP3 looked good last night. Hashtag savage. Yeah, they're going to go home. I, I didn't I didn't expect for Giannis to play. I didn't watch the game. I watched the, uh, the, the, uh, the highlights on House of Highlights this morning on YouTube. It's a dope channel for NBA fans. And Chris Paul, is, he can sense that he's close to the promised land. He's going to do whatever he got to do to get it. You got to close the door. Uh, when you control the narrative, you control the outcomes. Absolutely. Tabitha writes, we have to make up our own rules and come together as one and get some laws changed. Letty writes, Joe Dieters is a criminal himself, but he is but he is legal. He is the worst kind of human being who won't who don't give a damn about black boys and men. Terrence writes, Nate, we had a conversation last week about holding each other accountable for behavior, and you told us we just need to mind our own damn business. Bro, I know you're not talking about that Monique situation. Please tell me you're not still bringing that shit up. And that don't have nothing about, that wasn't about holding nobody accountable. That was about grown people not minding their own damn business. You can't hold somebody accountable for what they dread. What are you talking about? You is tripping, bro. You can't hold no grown person accountable for how they're interacting and what they're wearing. And what in the H-E hockey sticks, whatever the hell I'm trying to say, what in the hell does that have to do about what we're talking about right now? You are tripping, bro. What is happening? What is happening in this city? Ridiculous. Letty writes, whoever voted this minister's society as a prosecutor for Hamilton County over three decades is an enemy. Dieters knows how the perpetrators are placing the guns in a black community. Uh, Iris writes, just said that to Reverend Lynch yesterday. We need to sue the gun manufacturers. You know, this, this, I've been talking about suing gun manufacturers since I started reading a lot of left-leaning periodicals in college, which takes you back 20 years. That uh, Progressives 20 years ago were talking about holding gun manufacturers accountable. This ain't nothing new, right? We've been talking about this. And it was baby Bush who got in office and they they passed a bill that immunized, right, the gun manufacturers from civil lawsuits. So, mm, I mean, I'm not sure what it'll take to get that done at this point, but it's mighty interesting that they they have immunity from the civil lawsuits. I, I, I feel like if you are manufacturing a product, whether somebody is taking your product out of context or not, and your product keeps coming up as on the scene of a lot of homicides, then you need to be asked questions about your product. Then you need to be asked questions about your product. 
you need to be asked questions about your product, how you're distributing it, how you're manufacturing it, and what you can do to prevent your product from being at the scene of so many homicides. And I don't care what the product is. But let's go back to the phones. Uh, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hey, good morning, Nathan. This is Brian. Hey, good morning, Brian. Welcome. Thanks, man. Uh, I just want to raise a couple of things for people to consider. Um, this, this question of criminalization, I think we really have to um, sit with it and digest what criminalization is and how it works. Because I think Joe Dieters is a prime example of someone who is a very polished individual who, can, who uses criminalization very effectively. His stance and language is coded white supremacy. You can be a polished white supremacist and politic with black folks while you push policies that crush and repress black people, seizing on examples of us that commit crimes to do it. And people stay not seeing the difference between when a white person, and when I say people, I mean black people, I mean people on who are listening together with us today. They not seeing the difference between when a white person commits a crime, how it's crickets, and when a black person does the same thing, or less, grandstanding and inflammatory speech. It goes deeper than the individual. White person commits a crime, that's an individual. Black person commits a crime, it becomes a we. We see it as a we, and people like Dieter's uses it as a y'all. That's a problem. And that is what criminalization does. It makes us assume the our own uh, it, it, it makes us assume their uh, characterization of us. We internalize it. And that's why, you know, the fact that we are a nation, we are a nation of people. So there is a sense that as a nation of people, we feel that we have to bear responsibility or that we are, we are one in a certain way. But the one element that we don't take into account is that this society breeds certain things, things that we don't have to take responsibility for. Now, my main focus is on police brutality, but I roll with a number of families who are victims of civilian violence. I refuse to call it anything other than that. Um, when they don't get caught up in back in the blue in their state of pain and trauma. Because that is the element of this, which is that the cops seize on. They take, any, uh, uh, they take advantage of one of these families who has lost a loved one, and they grab them and they try to make them a poster child for, for why the measures that the police take are justified. Um, so you know, that's, that's a very real thing. Um, and, and, and they don't talk about the concrete issues that lead to an individual who carries out some kind of antisocial act. Um, now, I'm out here, and not just me, there are many people who probably do it better than me, here in these streets, trying to impart self-worth on our people. And that's the thing that this system 
that's the thing this system strips us all of. And that's what opens the door to antisocial behavior. It's the lack of us being able to see ourselves as active and effective contributors in society, in my opinion. Um, that's how a middle-class white kid with every opportunity can pop off. Um, now, it's, it's more than, uh, it's, to me, it's not a question of like whether rightists or Republicans care about when somebody gets shot. Everybody always talks about thoughts and prayers and a tragedy. That kind of lets them off the hook to say they simply don't care. The problem is they care more about money. They care more about punishing black people. They care more about protecting killer cops. That's their central focus. And it's why in certain moments they can speak the speak like they actually care. Because maybe one small part of them does. But the under un, the uh, the underlying mission that is a that is a, a a mechanism of society. It's not necessarily individuals think about this like some evil, you know, pinky in the brain ish. It's not that. It's that the mechanisms of this society creates these things where criminalization becomes an internal part of what everything is to the point where even those who are oppressed become voices of criminalization in our own adjusted ways and uh so anyway man that's that's enough uh blah 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 for me but i, I think injecting this this thing that like that you know it can joe Dieters run around and talk to black people and be friends with black people yes the same way a cop can can leave can and when they take off their uniform they can go to barbecues with black folks gay folks whoever you whoever you want to say that the police are targeting uh, they can after after work they can hang out with all these different people they can be these people but when they put on that uniform and put on that gun belt they become something else and that's what Joe Dieters and people like him they can say all kinds of stuff but their actions on their job is something else uh, and it's something else that we should uh, oppose and expose so that's all I got Nate. So all I need, brother. Appreciate the call. Thanks. That's Brian Taylor. I think uh, some interesting points. I'm going to let that marinate for a second. I got to make a move real quick. I'll come right back. It's a quick break, maybe about two or three minutes. I'll be right back with you. It's the Nathan Ivy Show. Don't go anywhere.
call with Brian I think you make some interesting points that I've heard before but I think it's worth hearing again um, most certainly just kind of thinking back and processing the phone call yeah I thought the brother was on point uh, what do you think 513-873-7134 um, good morning talk show host is fake woke this morning I see hashtag alt middle yeah you know what? Whenever I see black people use that term fake woke, I typically think less of them. I think I typically like when I've seen people and usually it's a black man that use that term fake woke. Like most of the time when I've seen like people like whether it's this show or other shows or whatever post that it's usually a black man. I don't know what it is about some black men when they use that term fake woke, that they think that they're saying something. But to me, it just communicates uh, a lack of intelligence, like a lack of critical thinking. I don't know what fake woke means. You're either woke or you're not, period. You're either aware of what's going on or you're not aware. You can't be fake aware. So I don't, you know, it's such an issue to the point where I almost decided to do a whole segment on people that use that term fake woke. Like anybody that use the term fake woke is super, super, super weak to me. I'm just telling you, I've seen it before and I'm thinking, what does that mean? You're either aware or you're not. 
And for me personally, I don't care whether you're newly aware or you've been aware for six months, 16 years, or 16 minutes. As long as you are aware, that's the only thing that matters. <laughs> but it's funny when people use that term fake woke. They think they're saying something. But to me, they just communicate a lot of stupid stuff, a lot of negative stuff about themselves, quite honestly. I don't even know what that means, fake woke. I have no idea. Could you explain what that means, Black Rush? I know you pissed at me because I ain't giving you no 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 room to breathe when you call in. When you call in with that dumb ish, I'm jumping straight on top of you every single time because it's my job to help correct my brother here because you be sounding crazy. And I'd rather you sound crazy here. I can help you get corrected before you go out there sounding real, real crazy, you know, with this, this, uh, you know, this, this supported Joe Dieters the other day. I mean, it just sounds like a real gullible, you know, like I said, and I hate gullible people. Gullibility is one of the worst. I hate people that are gullible and I hate naive. I don't know what it is about it. It just rubs me the wrong way. It really, really does, especially in grown people, especially in a grown black man. Oh, my God, it's the worst thing ever. It's a whole lot of gullible people out here, man, a whole lot of gullible people. So fake woke, can you explain what you mean by fake woke? Because typically when I hear people re- say that kind of thing, it's like they on some dumb shit, I'm going to be honest with you. Like 99% of the time when people use that, they on some dumb shit. Because to me, either you're conscious and aware or you're not. Um, and I don't care whether you just got aware or you've been aware for 16 years. Aware is aware. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really care. Some people do. Um, but I would just go back and think about that, brother. That doesn't make a lot of sense. Oh, Terrence writes, and you you still talking about this. Like, think about this, bro. You still talking about this. So either I really touched a nerve with you, Terrence, and you just don't know how to let this go. This is what I do. I touch nerves. Um, or, no, it's just that. There is no or to it. But let me read this again. This is getting tired, bro, but okay. He writes, when we are talking about how to dress and behave in public, the negative and unintended consequences from letting people just do them, you said we need to, to, to mind our own damn business. Yes, I'll say it again, Terrence, for the 20th time. When you out in public and you see a grown person, if they're not dressed to your standard, either mind your own damn business or walk up to them and hit them with a couple stacks so they can get some money. Anything less than that is weakness. It's fakeness and it's weakness. And in some cases, it's some of that black boule, I'm better than you kind of ish. And I stand by that. Now, what does that have to do with the conversation we've been having over the last couple of days about gun violence in Cincinnati, brother? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. But like I said, I've been doing this long enough to know that my personality will rub certain types of personalities the wrong, the wrong way. It's going to happen. It's going, nine times out of ten, it's going to be a moment where you like, shut this Negro, who he think he is. That's all part of the experience. Okay, it's free. It's with the price of admission. So just deal with that in a better way, bro, because those kind of arguments don't sway me. That's not going to sway me. You have to come with something that's logical and makes sense and is relevant. And you talking about some shit we talked about a week ago. 
on a whole different topic, <laughs> you still try to make points. It's over with, bro. Simple as that. <laughs> Terrence Rice, three innocent people got shot minding their business. See how he's stretching this? Just, just watch. This is a case study in what happens when a when a black male such as myself delivers strong opinions. It's just the kind of shit that happens. I'm just being consistent about being accountable. I come here and I feel like Michael Jordan during the uh, last dance when uh, they gave him like a uh, <laughs> gave him remember the, remember that scene the last dance when Gary Payton was talking about oh I got Jordan and they gave Jordan a laptop and he was cracking up that's what I feel like man will you stop this tickles me this tickles a guy like me please stop Terrence please brother get on something else. What the point you're making don't make no damn sense whatsoever, bro. You're too smart for this. Stop it. Uh, my, Michael Jordan was cracking up. He was like, I had no problem with the glove. I got no problem with this little point you're trying to make, Terrence. Please stop. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is too much, man. No one man should have all this fun, man. I'm having way too much fun every morning. Let me go to the phones, man. Hey, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Mr. Ivy. This is your one and your only now soul voice for the black, not Democrat in this country. How you doing, sir? I'm doing great, black, not Democrat. Uh, Mr. Ivy, I, I caught the end of your show yesterday, sir, and I heard my name mentioned, and I was kind of shocked. Right. So I said, I got to listen to the replay, but you posted it. You, you didn't post uh yesterday's show. I don't know when, cause I, it wasn't there yesterday, but I saw it there this morning. So I said, I'm going to listen to today's show before I listen to yesterday's show to find out exactly what black Russia said, I guess in my defense. And I was just kind of surprised cause I heard Danita say oh, yeah. that, uh, Okay, so Mr. Ivy, did it have, does it have anything to do with the crime that is sweeping across this country? Did it have anything to do with that and the fact that I brought up that one of the main issues besides illegal guns and the lack of consequences for possessing those legal guns, specifically in Chicago, that one of the reasons and the Chicago Police Department superintendent David Johnson, he said one of the main reasons is, wait for it, is judges releasing violent offenders. Now, I also saw saw on your Twitter feed yesterday, Mr. Ivy, that you commented on uh, Joe Dieters. I guess Joe Dieters is your police chief, I guess. He's a humble prosecutor. Yeah, the Hamilton County prosecutor, and he made a comment about enough of this nonsense. He's going to start basically locking people up for illegal guns. And your entry was, what illegal gun? And when I saw that, you know I had to do something, Mr. Ivy. I don't know if you saw my response. I didn't see your response, man. What did you do, Drop? What did you do? 
I have to I have to put you in check, Mr. Ivy, because you know my theory, trust but verify. And for you to say illegal guns with a question mark, I, I mean, I had to call you today to find out what the hell do you mean by questioning whether there are illegal guns or not? Because I don't get it for you to make that comment in response to, to the Hamilton County prosecutor, basically saying he going to start locking people up because I guess they haven't been locked up. So I, I, I'm assuming that Black Russia yesterday, he, he backed up what I said uh, a couple of weeks ago about how crime will be a big issue heading into the 22, the 2022 midterm elections. Because, I mean, it's, it's a problem on both sides, but it's mainly the mainstream media is focusing on Chicago, New York, L.A., D.C., Detroit, because those are major cities that are run by Democrats. And the Democrats got a big problem, Mr. Ivey. You know who was just announced as the candidate for the New York mayor. Right. A former black Democrat, a former police captain, a former uh, borough uh, alderman or whatever they call it in New York, Eric Adams will be the candidate to run up, up against Eric Slua, the Republican candidate, the guy who find, founded the, uh, the, um, the angels, whatever they were called. I forgot. <laughs> but uh, so Mr. Ivy, again, sir, Joe Dieters, your prosecutor, other prosecutors across the country, We'll have to address the issue. Now, I will preface this, Donita. I will preface this by saying a lot of the people that were either let out on electronic monitors or let out with, uh, with zero cash bond or a very, very low bond that they could probably pay was because of COVID. Now, we all know we're getting toward the end of the, uh, of the pandemic. Things are starting to change. So will these prosecutors put these people back in jail who belong in jail now that the COVID is over. But again, Mr. Ivy, I don't need to call you and say that I was right because I was just listening to your monologue going at, uh, well, not monologue, but I was listening to your response to uh, Terrence Graxton, a future Democrat politician. And you were saying he's not going to let it go. But Mr. Ivy, you got to remember, Terrence is new to the political world. Terrence is trying to make a name for himself. He has to figure out a way to find an issue that he can ride. And, and again, I don't know why he's picking this one to not let go about minding your own business. But again, Mr. Ivy, you are the agent provocateur. You are an excellent raconteur, and I love listening to your show. But, <clears throat> hey, what can I say? I called it again, Mr. Ivy. This crime wave across this country is going to be a major issue. And it's starting to make me think about the 1994 crime bill again, Mr. Ivey. It was right before the midterms, and Bill Clinton, he knew he had to do something about the crime that was sweeping the country or he was not going to be reelected. So here we are again, deja vu all over again. Now, uh, Mr. Ivey, I'm going to hang up on you. I'm not going to hang up on you, sir, but uh, before I go, in the vein of Kev on the cell, the newest the newest American citizen in the chop shop. You got any questions for me? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> you, okay, you're not going to acknowledge, Mr. Ivy, the fact that 
I was right about some of these local prosecutors no, and some of right. these judges. I mean, you were right in the sense that that's I, your opinion, but there's no real facts behind them. You haven't heard? Okay, again, Mr. Ivy, the the superintendent, the police chief in Chicago, I know the mayor of Chicago, the governor of New York, because it's only three states that have signed the new no-cash bail. New York signed it, but the governor made modifications to it, and uh, Chicago does it, and, of course, California. And, and, again, one more thing before I go. Nobody talked about the rise of the Moors and what happened on that Massachusetts I-95 freeway. Nobody talked about that, Mr. Ivey, and we all know why, okay? And I'm surprised that you didn't talk about that issue because the, the media will not cover that group just like the way they covered the uh, NFAC, who's got big issues right now. They don't cover those groups the same way they cover other groups in this country, Proud Boys, uh, Boogaloo Boys, all these other type of groups who are exercising their Second Amendment rights and all of their constitutional rights. Same with the rise of the Moors that happened uh, a couple of days ago on the I-95 freeway. Now, again, sir, I'm not telling you how to do your show, Mr. Ivy, but at least you got to make a mention about that case and what's happening with it because they arrested 11 and numbers of the other members of the other of the group fled into the into the forest. So we haven't heard any follow up. Are they pursuing these individuals or what's going on? So I just you know I would hope that maybe I doubt it though because it ain't hot and sexy like uh, black girls wearing skinny girl skinny girl clothes or black girls with with garbage bags on their head or the latest feud between Kevin Samuels and whoever else. So that's all I got, sir. I hope you ain't lose too many listeners during this five minutes you let me rant. But Drop Squad 52, also known as the Black Knight Democrat. And I will give a shout out to the All Middle and their affiliates. I'm out. Peace. Appreciate you. That's Drop checking in. I don't know why you keep trying to shout out the All Middle. They don't want you. They rejected you. Here is uh, some news you can use an announcement. Chelsea Clark, black female. She's currently a member of Council Forest Park City. She's announced a Democratic bid for Ohio Secretary of State. Quote, I'm running for Secretary of State because politicians in Columbus, like Frank LaRose, have embraced MAGA lies, pushing voter suppression, and massive purges from our roles to stop Ohioans from voting who don't always agree with them. She put out an announcement video. Let me see if I can find the announcement video here. Yeah, this we know Chelsea. She jumps in from time to time. I just saw her the other day, as a matter of fact. Let me see if I can pull this up. Many of you know who she is. She also runs a, a, a she's an entrepreneur as well. She has her own business doing STEM labs and stuff like that for the children. Let me see if we can play this. Again, this is not an endorsement, but I'm interested to see what her platform is. Let me see if we can pull this up real quick. Again, we know Chelsea. See here, let me see. Uh, check this out.
Oh, Chelsea Clark. I like it. Good video. She said, uh, sixth generation farm girl, right? They're going to try to hit that rural part of uh, Ohio. I'm with it. I need to hear more, but I'm with it. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Hey, good morning, Nate. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. This is Brother Terrence. All right. Yes, sir. Yeah, you me up this morning. I'm going I'm to uh, quote, quote, give you what you want. Nah, uh, good go morning, for real, for real. But uh, I got an honest question for you, man. Sure. Uh, and and to, me, it's, to me, it's basic. Maybe it's the way I'm raised. Maybe it's the way the military made me. Maybe it's the way I, I just am by the people I hang out with. But I'm going to ask you an honest question. If we can't hold people accountable for how they present in public, where do we start to have a conversation to hold these kids accountable for their illegal activity and possession of illegal guns? Where do we start to have a conversation if, if – Having a conversation about somebody's appearance being inappropriate is a, is a bridge too far. That's 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 what I really want to ask you. That's the correlation. That's why I won't let it go. So I, I want to ask you: if we can't, as a community, as a as an individual, anybody can't step up to the plate and hold these kids accountable for how they behave and how they dress in public, how the hell are we supposed to start having a conversation about changing their ways? for their illegal and criminal conduct and possession of illegal guns. And I'm going to hang up and listen to what nah, you got to say. Up. I appreciate No, nah, don't hang up. Don't hang up. Let's do this. Let's okay. do this. Go oh, ahead. You're on the line. So I want you to get the response. So you changed, you changed the whole conversation and the context, Terrence. No, 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 no. You, yes. you, you lost, you lost, you, you lost you, reference of what we were talking about. You changed the whole conversation, Terrence. No. You have changed no, the whole no. conversation. So if you go back to where we started, we was talking about Monique. If you go back to what we was talking about Monique, Monique was criticizing not children, grown people. That image that she posted was of a grown woman. The first image she posted, I don't know when was it, a few weeks ago, was of a grown woman. It's okay. the same damn thing. If you see it's the, not the same the damn thing, Terrence. It's nowhere near the same damn thing. When you, deal, you, you do not deal with grown people nah, the same garbage. way you deal with children. That's, that's garbage. It's that's not, not garbage. garbage. It's truth. It is. It's if we're not. afraid to have a conversation about holding people accountable, it's, how the hell are we going to It's a whole different conversation. And it's, it's, it's paternalistic, not. and it's some of that plantation mentality. When you out and about, Terrence, so he hung up. When you out and about, Terrence, and you see a grown person dressed a certain way, that ain't none of your damn business. They are grown as you are. As long as they ain't commit no crimes, it's all good. How in the you know what does that correlate to a conversation about minors committing murders? Can somebody please explain this to me, please? Because I don't get it. I don't see no correlation. You can try all that buttery language with somebody else. It don't make no sense, period. There is no correlation between the way a grown person is dressing and minors using guns to murder people. 
Can somebody fill in the blanks for me? Because I cannot. It's beyond me intellectually. I don't see it. So I'm going to say this again. When you out and about and you see a grown person dressed in a way that doesn't meet your standard, you need to mind your own damn business. But if you care so much about it, dig into your pockets, get your wallet or whatever you got to do, get the cards out, and drop some money on them and put some money where your mouth is. I still, I still, I can say it over and over again, I don't see the correlation between that and having a conversation about a 16-year-old and a 19-year-old who's adults and, and shooting and having a shootout in public. I don't see what the difference is. So let me say it another way. It is completely realistic that you might be in the grocery store and you see somebody in a bonnet and some sleepwear and you should keep your mouth closed. It's none of your business. You're going to cause a problem that you're not ready for, for something that is not really worth it. That's a whole different conversation than you see minors that are going in the wrong direction that might be in a situation where they're going to use a gun to kill somebody. If you can't see the difference in that, Terrence, I don't, I, there's nothing I can say here. Please stop, Terrence. It's just not going to work. I've been doing this too. My mental is too strong. Damn it. It ain't going to work. You got to try that with somebody else. It's just not going to work. You're not going to convince me that water's not wet and that the grass is not green. It's just not going to happen. Okay, and I get it. You know, I come on the air every day and I got this swagger like I know who the fuck I am and what I'm talking about. And I'm always right. I get it. I get it. And it just it just pulls a certain personality in. and I'm going to show him he's wrong. I get it's part of the show. I, I do this, man. I get it. But don't get too caught up with it, man. We It's just a conversation. Please stop. And then you want to call in and try to change it. Well, how are we going to talk to the youth about, we can't talk to the youth about how they dress, but we we never, Monique wasn't talking about the youth. She was talking about grown people. Don't change it to fit your flow. That's what you're doing. A lot of people do that. They change the conversation to fit their point, even though it had nothing to do with the original conversation whatsoever. Please stop it, Terrence. You better than that, bro. Think this all the way through before you call in. Come on, Nathan Ivey show. You know I don't do that. Come on now. Oh, my God. My work is not done. Oh, my gosh. But uh, let's go back to Chelsea. Chelsea, she's uh, running for secretary. I'm going to reach out to her today, see if we can get her on the show sometimes. We just talk about her her platform. I mean, we do need a secretary of state with some damn sense. Why not her? Why not? I don't know. Uh, What I know about her so far, I like um, I don't have anything negative to say. I mean, I want to hear more about our platform, but why not? Why why can't the next Secretary of State come from Forest Park, come from Cincinnati? Why not? Uh, Danita writes, good morning. Two things that will never be bipartisan, gun control and abortion. I think she's right about that. Uh, Terrence writes, Terrence writes, I'm sure how you're, uh, maybe means I'm not sure how you're missing it, bro. We can't sometimes be accountable for our own actions. Oh my god, <laughs> he's still on this. <laughs> I feel like Michael Jordan in that scene from The Last Dance 
when they was talking about, you know, that that championship series between him, between the Bulls and the Seattle Seahawks, I'm sorry, the Seattle Supersonics with Gary Payton. And Gary Payton started talking about, oh, yeah, I had Michael Jordan. And they gave Michael Jordan, <laughs> they gave Michael Jordan a laptop. He was, like, cracking up. Like, what in the hell? No. No. No, bro. No. Can we just, I, here's what I say. Just stop right now, Terrence, and just back away. Just back away from it and just try it from a different approach. That's what I say. But let's go back to the phones. Uh, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Nate. How are you? I'm doing great, Danita. Welcome. So here's my take on it. I think sometimes the conversation does have to start with adults because the adults are influencing the kids. And I'll give you a prime example. As a high school cheerleading coach, I used to tell my girls that we have to be conscious be conscious of the way that we dress and the way that we present ourselves. On a personal note, I used to hate to see my girls on their little Facebook and Snapchat pages taking pictures in the bathroom and they're highlighting their butt. So the first thing I would say to them is, is that what you have to offer? Is that the best asset that you have? So that's why you have to put that out there first. And I would let them know, no, it's not. Your backside is not the best asset of you. You are a beautiful, smart, intelligent young lady. So you don't have to present that to the world as this is all you have. And a lot of times that would spark the conversation that my mom takes those type of pictures. My auntie takes takes those type of pictures. And then when you look at other social media, this is what they see. So for them, when they see older people doing it, it's okay. So I think that's why sometimes the conversation does have to start with adults. Because if I'm the cheerleading coach, right, but I'm trying to give you a different view, but what you get at home, if, if mama's saying it okay, why are you going to listen to me? Does, does that make sense to you? I think I understand. I just don't understand what the point is. The point is that we have to, if we're going to be a village mindset, the village has to decide how we're going to go about it because and maybe I'm just old fashioned. And, and I will admit that some of the things that I see out on the street just does not make sense to me. But I just feel like sometimes when we start with the simple things, like I said, simply telling my kids, don't take booty shots on social media. That, that, that's, that's not a hard concept. But when they see other people doing it, they feel like it is acceptable. So to me, when you to me, that's them objectifying themselves. You get what I'm saying? So when you objectify yourself, that that opens up a whole lot of different things. But when you have, to me, a sense of pride that you know what, I don't have to show my butt on social media to get this boy to like me. And then I would tell them, to me, when I was younger, a guy couldn't come to me with his pants sagging, hey baby, this baby. No, you had to come to me and speak to me in a way that, that let me know you wanted to talk to me. You couldn't come to me any old kind of way. And these are the things that we have to teach the young girls. But when they see adults doing it, then it, they think that's the way it's supposed to be because it become normalized. But young girls and young people have to understand that you set the tone. And sometimes 
you set the tone simply by your appearance. Simply by your appearance can set the tone as to how people perceive you. Would I walk up to a person in a store and tell them you shouldn't be wearing a bonnet? No, I would not. I, I, that, that's just not me. Do I think it's crazy? Yeah, I do. But if it was a person, like, like I said, if I had a personal relationship with this person, I might tell them, hey, look, you, you might want to think about this. And especially if it's a kid in the, in the school that I work at, oh, yeah, I'm going to say something. And I think that's part of my job is to help them understand why what they're doing is impacting them. And I kind of think that's what Terrence is kind of saying. If we, we got to start with the simple thing. And the simple thing, Nate, is simply the way that we dress and the way that we present ourselves. I mean, I, I, I know for a fact that when, you know, guys, young guys were sagging pants, I know for a fact there was some older gentleman that was trying to say, hey, present yourself in a better way. That, that's, that's not how you want to present yourself. But somewhere along the way, the mind your own damn business has really done detriment to us. Because everybody's so busy minding their own damn business that we're not caring about what the other person has done. So minding our own damn business hasn't worked out for us. Minding our own damn business is why Crime is so high and people aren't saying anything because they're too busy minding their own damn business. we got to look out for each other, even in the simple things. That's, that's just my take on it. All right, Danita, thank you for the call. I appreciate right. you. That's Danita calling in. Let me say my prayers real quick. Lord, forgive me for my brash delivery. They know not what they do, Lord. Uh... She was all good to the end when she was trying to make some sense out of that nonsense that Terrence called in has been saying. I kind of got, she, at first she was kind of having a, a whole own conversation, but no. No, that's not what's happening. That's not what's happening. Minding our own damn business is not the issue. You sound like Joe Dieters and Christopher Smith and me. It's black folks, that is not the issue. Because who you think is calling 911? Who you think is work, working with the police? It's black folks that's doing it. It's black people in these neighborhoods that's, that's, that's dropping a dime, that's calling, that's giving tips and clues. Stop acting like black people turn their backs on crime. I'm not here for it. I'm not having it because it ain't true. None of the black folks, I don't roll like that. I told you. If you do that on my street, I'm going to stand on the porch. I'm not afraid of that. Whatever you're going to do, you're going to do, but you're not going to do it right here. It's going to be me. I'm going to give me, I'm going to take photographs and videos. I've already done it. I stood on the porch and watched the police. You think I'm joking when I say this to you. I stood on my porch and uh, it was some dudes. They're going to turn my street into an open air drug market. No, you not. Not while I'm here. I took photographs of all their cars and videos with license plates and sent it to the local police sergeant. I think it was. We was in close communication the whole time. I stood on my porch when they ran down on one of these dudes, tased his ass trying to run from him, and arrested him. I ain't no different than a lot of black folks. I will do it again. Think what you want to think. Don't do that trash near me because I'm going to call the boys. I got the same attitude as a lot of black folks. So black folks ain't turning their back on crime. Knock that off, Danita. It ain't true. And... I don't understand why people keep trying to make these specious connections between two things that have nothing to do with one another. I don't get it, but I ain't here for it. I'm going to resist it. There is no connection whatsoever 
between that nonsense that Monique was talking about, that black elitist nonsense, you should wear a dress when you at the airport to what we see in terms of the violence. The conversation itself is beneath us, quite honestly. This, just even bringing this up as a point is ridiculous, quite honestly. That ain't got nothing to do with the issue whatsoever. Nothing at all. I've heard nothing this morning or read anything to convince me in any way whatsoever. It's ridiculous. Please stop it. Black folks turning their back. That ain't true. Shoot, you, you come on my street. I'll call the police on your ass if you come on my street with that, with that poison. On you. It don't matter who it is. And I ain't no different than a lot of black folk. And I ain't talking about it, just call them. I'm going to get all the way, and we're going to get your license plate. They're going to have a video, and it's going to be me that did it. It's going to be me, and I'm not going to hide from it. Whatever you're going to do is what you're going to do. So I had the same attitude as a lot of black folks. Black folks ain't letting crime go. Stop that. That ain't happening. Who you think's calling uh, these, these hotlines? It's black people. It's, it's black folks in Cincinnati doing that. You know what I'm saying? Who do you think is working with the police? It's black folks that's doing it. The folks that's closest to the crime. Nobody cares more about the crime in their community than the people in that community. I live in Coryville. If it's a shooting in Coryville, you don't care more about the shooting in Coryville if you live in Forest Park. If you live in Forest Park, if there's a shooting in Forest Park, I don't care as much about a shooting in Forest Park because I'm in Coryville. You in Forest Park. You don't care more about it. Please stop. Please stop. Let's find a better way. Uh, let me see here. Uh, <laughs> y'all is on one this morning, but I'm here for it. I'm built for this. This is why I'm here. I got to correct it for my people. No, that don't make no sense. That don't make no sense at all. Uh, Sister Iris writes, uh, didn't Joe, did you just let the boy kill his brother in the park and then send him to a hospital for the mentally ill? Like, you know, Joe D just got a very troubling and, and not consistent record when it comes to crime. Very inconsistent. Uh, Joe Dieters isn't polished at all. He doesn't give a F at all and has told us time and time again. Better yet, he has shown us time and time again. Yeah, Joe Dieters don't give a damn. And that's because he's Joe Dieters. People are scared of Joe Dieters in Hamilton County. I'm telling you, I've talked with some Republicans behind closed doors, and I'm not saying they're trembling. But they don't say nothing negative. They go out of their way to make it make, make sure that everybody know that they ain't saying nothing negative about Joe Dieters. And I guess he's just a very powerful guy. That's just how it is. He's a very influential man. He got it like that. And that's the way he walks around Hamilton County. Like he's the, like he's the, he's the, he's a plantation owner. That's just my opinion. You can think differently, but that's the way he walks. He walks around here like I'm Joe Dieters. Don't you know? And he is. He got it like that, I guess. Uh, Terrence writes, folks are out here, are out here working with the kids all the time, giving voice to issues, empower people. This is a new for some of us, right? Right. Charles writes, yes, he did. Iris beat his brother with a baseball bat, washed it off in the fountain in Hyde Park Square. I remember all of that. Danita writes, my, my nephew was murdered in Avondale nine years ago. The pain my sister-in-law goes through now is real. So sorry I don't care that having strict sentences for illegal guns will catch more black people. Uh, well, condolences for your family's loss. I, I don't have, I mean, we've lost some people in the family. That's terrible. Very, very terrible. Um, 
I don't think the stricter sentences for illegal guns is going to have any impact whatsoever. It's not going to have an impact. Uh, well, I'll tell you back. It will have an impact in terms of bloating the tax burden for prisoners in, in the prison system, but it's not going to have a, a negligible impact in preventing gun violence. It's not. Uh, in my humble opinion, I wish it did. I wish it did. I wish we could just say, okay, here's what we're going to do, and we solve it all, but I just don't see that. I just don't see it. Uh, junior, hashtag sunshine, love it. That is my sunshine, S-O-N shine. Yes, it is. He's a great boy, too. Great boy. Tabitha writes, uh, true statement, Nate, because the government seen how cigarettes was killing people, and they stepped up and changed the laws. Right. Cigarettes are legal. They're killing people. Now they're being regulated. Now the government is pushing them back. Now they're not promoting them the same way. Drugs, I mean guns, you know, you, you go to Netflix right now and go to some of your favorite action movies, and I guarantee you that one of the co-stars is going to be a Beretta or a Ruger or some type of cool-looking gun. The next time that an action movie wins an Academy Award, they need to present it to the guns. The gun manufacturers come up and say, we're going to accept this, this, this award on behalf of the 9 millimeter that was featured so prominently in the latest Mission Impossible or you name it, movie. You name it. Uh, let me see here. Um, looking for more of your chat here. Uh, let me see. Classy Keys writes, I disagree, I agree, Danita. My son was murdered less than six years ago, and I still have days when I'm mentally and emotionally sick. I've been talking about stricter gun penalties against these boys. Uh, Ronald Lackey writes, uh, Black Russia isn't pissed. He's disgusted. <laughs> G. Birch writes, there are some criminal cops, some cops who engage in racial profiling, and even if they don't, they have certain subconscious bias. That said, how do they create crime? Uh, Kamiki writes, it's so tired. Uh, uh, Terrence writes, we have to hold our community accountable. We have to hold our community, each other accountable. When we are more ambivalent about if we need to hold each other accountable, it does come across as, as fake woke. I think that we should hold each other accountable about things that are worth holding each other accountable. And what somebody is wearing is not worth holding somebody accountable. You're talking about a, dr a grown person? It ain't worth it. Now, if you're talking about holding people accountable for some of the larger issues, the more relevant issues, I'm with it. But because somebody has a bonnet on in the Kroger store, sir, come on, man, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Uh, Terrence Rice, you're just proving to be inconsistent. We can't call for accountability on some situations and not others when they both have unintended consequences that impact our community. I get it, brother. I mean, I, I know how it is. You got that alpha male brain, and it don't matter how wrong you are, you're going to keep arguing this point. I, I get it. Like I said, Terrence, I've been doing this for two decades. I, I can't tell you how many conversations I've had in that time on multiple platforms, across multiple platforms. And I've just noticed that I have that type of, I can rub people that kind of way. You know what I'm saying? I've got that in me. I totally admit it. But the point you're trying to make is not really worth the time that you're using to try to make it. I'm just going to tell you, brother, it's not really worth it. 
But go right ahead. You do you. It's a talk show. Bo Riding writes, everyone who possesses a firearm is not a murderer. A lot of people get guns to protect themselves, especially when they are in high crime areas. Everyone don't grow through the proper channels to get it right. Uh, Terrence writes, uh, you can laugh, but you jumped on Danita for making a comparison. You just sat up here comparing the Dieters not prosecuting a woman for forgetting her kid versus the two kids who killed each other. It's brother, man. I mean, this, this is what I got to deal with. Okay, man. I'm, I'm not sure what your point is, but I'm sure you got a point, Terrence. What happened to you in the last two weeks, bro? Something happened. This must be clone Terrence. The real Terrence must be held captive somewhere because clone Terrence is on some other ish. The real Terrence made great points that made sense. The clone Terrence gets caught up on nonsense. It's just not going to work, bro, because it doesn't make any sense. You just sat up here comparing Dieter, and I had you on the phone. I was willing to have a conversation with you, and you got all flustered and hung up. That was you. I didn't hang up on you. I was willing to have a conversation right here, right now. And you weren't ready for it, but you want to leave comments? I'll read your comments and give it some some time. Uh, you just sat up here comparing Dieter's not prosecuting a woman for forgetting her kid versus the two kids who killed each other. Okay. Um, you see, he tells me I'm losing my edge. Okay. Uh, he says, ask your listeners, are you being inconsistent lately? Okay, we'll do that. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I feel just like Michael Jordan. I'm telling you, <laughs> this is hilarious, man. Oh man, no one person should have this much fun every morning. I appreciate all this love and these comments, man. It just makes my it makes my day great to start out with. I appreciate you. All right, before we go any deeper, though, let me see. Do I have it here? Yeah, yeah, I want to play this promo. This is a promo for Midday Juice coming up really, really soon. Midday Juice is coming back. And I want to play this quick promo for you. Check this out. I'm here for that. I love that. I'm here for that. So when you see this promo, please share it. Uh, I think very highly of Ask Ashley. Very high. Super talented. I'm very privileged to be working with her on Midday Juice. And as the new season comes out, we want to be the biggest and best season ever. So there are sponsorship opportunities for the new season. We got a promo that's going to roll out this week that'll be uh, talking more in detail about the sponsorship opportunities, you know, with that new season. Um, she has a great following and is on multiple platforms. So, you know, her, her star is getting even, even brighter. Uh, you know, she's working with Fox, uh, doing a weekly segment on what's happening in Cincinnati, among other things. So midday juice is a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Tuesdays and Thursdays, typically at 1 PM. And, uh, she gets letters from people about issues they're dealing with and she responds in a very real and very humorous way. It's very entertaining. It's a little bit different than my show and some other shows that hit that heavy, heavy politics. She don't talk about no politics. It's just social issues, just relationship stuff. So midday juice coming back real soon, new season. And uh, you hear more about it real soon, real soon. Uh, let me see here. Uh, where are we? See <laughs> people going in and here. Oh boy, let me see where I can jump in here. It's like double Dutch. I don't know where I want to jump in at. 
Uh, Susan writes, held accountable for how you look right. It just makes no sense. You ever deal with somebody that think they got a point and no matter what you say, they're going to hold on to it. It's kind of like that. And it's like, I realize there's nothing I can say that's going to change the brother's viewpoint. But okay, it is what it is. Uh, let me see. That's right. <laughs> that's a stretch. Oh, my God. Uh, Kendall writes, I keep it moving. It's none of my business. Our violence in the city is our business, right? None. Of, that's why people, I'm telling you, I used to have arguments with my heated debates with my colleagues, my former colleagues at the former radio station that, that I used to work for because we would go out to these community events and these Negroes was all caught up on some pull your pants up type ish. And I'm looking at them like, I don't give a damn about, you don't know this boy. You don't know this young man. You don't know what's going. He probably got more going on in his life than your ass do. And you sitting around criticizing him because his pants is sagging. I don't care. I don't care. It makes no difference to me whatsoever. Now, if I'm invited into a conversation on how you should conduct yourself, then I might share it. If you want to invite me in, somebody wants to put make me a part of a panel or Maybe some young folks, you know, I'm trying to mentor them. Then I'll tell you. But just randomly just criticizing grown people. I just don't have time for that, man. I'm sorry. Uh, let me see. Uh, oh, he says his signal dropped. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, you're welcome to call back in, bro. We can finish the conversation. Uh, let's see. Uh, Bunky writes, Nate. At the end of the day, the old and young single baby mother, single mother baby makers who wear bonnets and pajamas at five in the afternoon to get blunts for a day day will most likely be the mothers of the criminals. Um, I think that that is a very troubling viewpoint, Bunky. I really do. I got to be honest with you. I think it's very troubling and it's, it's almost on some white supremacist type ish in the sense that now we want to criminalize black people for doing nothing that's criminal just because of what you look like. I would be very careful about making those kind of assumptions and conclusions, Bunky. I got to be honest with you. I think you own one. And I think if you give it a second to really think about it, you realize just how, uh, uh, dangerous it's, it's very white supremacy -y to me because to a white supremacist it don't matter what you look like you could be a criminal you could be a rapist you're the potential boogeyman and so what you're telling me is that you want me to look at these young women when I go into a grocery store that may have a bonnet on and assume that they are the mothers of criminals or because they got a bonnet on that they might be committing some criminal offense themselves. I think it's stupid, quite honestly. And I don't even use that word a whole lot. I think it's dangerous. And I think it's some old plantation mentality type stuff. It really is. Massa said wear a white shirt and dark, dark, uh, dark trousers. And if you don't, you must be thinking about leaving. Don't if you gonna leave, you gonna run. Don't steal no melons. Uh, where in the fuck am I? Where am I? <laughs> and then Terrence got the nerve to say, 
He doesn't want to admit that, Bunky. Now, I'll tell you what, Terrence. You're running for city council. I dare you to go to one of these forums and say that nonsense. You're going to shoot yourself in the foot. Black women that wear bonnets and don't dress to the nines in grocery stores, you're the mothers of tomorrow's criminals. It's going to be a real short campaign. That's some stupid shit. I'm telling you right now. That's some old white supremacist. I'm going to try to walk the line. Please stop. You better than that, bro. What in the hell has happened? (laughs) What has happened? That is crazy. Bo Radden writes, the mind your business attitude is what took the neighbor out and left the hood. We don't talk. You're not allowed to provide wisdom. You just let your people walk around like straight fools. That's not love. I disagree with you, Bo Radden. That's not what it is. That's not what it is. That is not what it is whatsoever. There is a time for everything. That's even in the Bible for those that's biblical. There's a time for everything. How many people out there disagree with that statement? I personally believe that there is a time for everything. I'll say it again. I can't tell you what Bible quote it is, but it's in the Bible. I know that there's a time for everything. There's a time to interact with your neighbor and there's a time to not interact with your neighbor and to mind your own damn business. Quit acting like there's no difference between the two. When did we stop being grown? Where are the grown people at? This is the chop shop. Where are the grown people? Where are the grown people? There's a time for everything. There is a time when you need to step in there and say something for your neighbor, but it's not when they got a bonnet on at Kroger. That ain't it. There might be a time for it. That just ain't the time. Quit acting like it's all or nothing. No, there's very few things that's absolute in this world. There is no absolute. Talk about my, that's not the mind your business attitude. Because like I told you, I mind my business. But if you come on my street selling poison, I'm going to get involved. There's a mosquito in here. All of a sudden, we got all these mosquitoes in the house. I'm not sure where we came from. We came back from out of town. It's like, where did this come from? But it is what it is. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, boat riding, no. No, no, no. There is a time. Somebody look that up. Where Where is it in the Bible? There is. I know it's in the Bible because my people used to talk to me about it. Uh, Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8. For everything, there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to harvest, and a time to mind your own damn business, and a time for you to say something. Quit acting. Y'all, some people here acting brand new. Now, that's fake. Quit acting like you out here running around checking grown people. You ain't doing that. You know, you ain't out here checking grown people every time you see something. Oh, I got it. Because your ass would, you'll get that chin rocked a whole lot. You don't do that. Please stop it. There is a time for everything. There is a time to keep your thoughts to yourself. 
A wise man speaks when they have to. A fool speaks because they think they have to. There's a big difference. Any wise people out there? Please stop. I shouldn't have to say this to you. Come on, we all grown. There's a time for everything. There's a time for you to keep it stepping and keep your eyes on your life, on what you doing. And then there's a time for you to step in from time to time. It ain't always. Please stop. Stop the fakeness because I'm here to call you out. Bo Riding writes, there is no village. Just mind your business. No, both can exist inside the same world, both boat riding. You can have a village. So, for instance, I hate to have to pull cars like this. I shouldn't, y'all shouldn't be forcing me to do this because I'm built for this. I don't have no shame. I'm going to tell you exactly how I feel. There is a time, even with your family members, even in a relationship, you don't say every little thing that goes through your head and you dealing with another human being. And you might be right because it would kill the relationship. There are times, even in a relationship, where you pick, you ever heard the term pick your battles? Why am I telling grown people this? There are some battles that are worthy to fight. And there are some battles that are not worth your time. When we stop understanding that, where are the grown people at this morning? We got infiltrated with some simple minds this morning. I ain't on it. I am not on it. Uh, happy birthday to Jenny. She writes, good morning, Nathan and Choppies. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to you. Absolutely. There is a time for everything, man. Everything. Uh, let me see. Uh, Terrence just won't let this go, man. That's the alpha male of him. He, he just will not accept that what his brother, his big brother Nate, is telling him is 100%. He just will not. And I get it. I get it. That's what makes him him. Do you, brother? He writes, some of y'all get it. Some of y'all see it. Some folks just don't give a damn. Don't talk about no damn village. <laughs> this is hilarious. This is hilarious. Oh, uh, see. Terrence writes, there's adults out here lost on what to do. It's the same damn thing. No, it's not. They have parent mentoring groups to help elevate adults who don't know what to do. <laughs> He's going to keep making these points. <laughs> oh, my God. This is hilarious. Oh, man. Uh, Brian writes, how many saggy pants youth go about their business and commit no crimes? Which number is bigger? By how much? Well, you let some people tell it, if you sag your pants, you on your way to commit a crime. I don't believe that about my people. I don't believe that because you wear a bonnet that that means that you are soft on crime. I don't believe that because you might wear some pajamas to the Kroger store, that that means that you're raising a criminal and you don't care about your community. I will never believe that. I'll never believe that. There's nothing that anybody could ever tell me that I ever believed that. And you can show me some numbers. I can look at an analysis, but if you haven't done any analysis and it's just opinion, I just can't believe that. But believe what you want to believe. Let's go back to the phones. Uh, good morning. Welcome to the show. What's up, Nate? I didn't want to be a double dipper. Once the signal drop, I just said forget it. So that's yeah, why I didn't call back in immediately. All right, cool. All uh, I didn't hear the last part of what you were saying. 
Uh, you mean the very last part? Yeah, because because uh, once you once I said back to you, um, now you got lost in what we were talking about last week because you asked about what we were talking about last week, and then you said something, then it dropped. Okay. Well, I can't remember where we were exactly in that in the place of the conversation, but in general, uh, brother, as I said, I mean, you know, I think. Uh, you're conflating a bunch of things. I don't really think you have a point. I think it was a specious point at very best. And as I was just saying is, you know, it's biblical. There's a time for everything, Uh, even within the village. You know, there's a a time to step to your neighbor, and there's a time to mind your own damn business. And all of that can exist in this village. Um, And I also think you have to choose your battles. There are some battles that are worthy. And there's some battles that just ain't worth your time. And that's how I look at these conversations between Monique and then we have more serious conversations about, like, gun violence. So just to reiterate, that's, I, okay. that's essentially how I feel. I got you. Okay, cool. And I agree with you on that. And maybe because, you know, the, the, the snapshots that we get and sound bites and, you know, we're limited to 180 characters on YouTube. So I'm, I'm going to try to try one, one last time. You know, and, and again, like, you know, it's not. It's not about the bonnet, man. Like, like this, I'm gonna go ahead and try to clear that. It's not about the bonnet, bro. It's not. Um, it's not even really what, about people wearing something inappropriate. Now, 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 let me caveat that here. Is it appropriate to be showing your butt when you out in public shopping? I don't think so. Do I think that's a substandard level of conduct or character? I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't want that for my friends and my family. That's just the standard I have for myself. Is it something worthwhile to where you want to intervene and say, hey, why don't you think about going to change your clothes? Inside of a grocery store, it's not bothering anybody. Nah, probably not the time. But when you're, say, you're standing in front of my son or standing in front of my daughter and my daughter's being distracted or upset by it, that might cause for a situation where you have to either remove yourself, your family, your kids from the situation, you know, or maybe have a conversation like, hey, wrap your sweater around your waist, please, if that's okay. But we can't act like these things don't happen in the workplace. People get sent home for wearing inappropriate stuff. People, quote, unquote, say they're being distracted because of what somebody's wearing. We know that stuff happens in a professional environment. We know see, how to handle those types of things. you're changing the conversation, though, Terrence. You're doing it again, brother. I mean, you're I'm, changing I'm not, the conversation. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not changing the conversation. You are changing the conversation. Because when we first started talking about Monique over the last few weeks, she wasn't talking about the workplace. Nobody disagrees no. with that, Terrence. Everybody knows that when you go to work, you should dress and present yourself professionally. That's not what I, I Monique would, was talking I, I about. Would, That's a whole different I would, conversation. I, I would I wouldn't I wouldn't go as far as to say that everybody agrees with that because again, the whole entire premise that I've been trying to get at the need as well is that when the situation calls for somebody to step up to the plate, are we or are you going to be that person? Now, again, situationally speaking, and again, I didn't think we even need to, like, you know, go into the minutiae of it. Situationally speaking, obviously, it, it don't harm anybody getting on a plane because I'm flying to Texas and she's flying to New Orleans. It don't, it don't bother my bag. Now, the premise of engagement, are you willing to step in and intervene, raise the bar, change the trajectory? That's the bottom line premise that I've been trying to arrive at in 
accountable. And here's the corollary to it all. This is nobody is going to tell me that they didn't notice four to five hundred kids circle around the park and nobody heard anything go on before shots started firing off. Now, and I, and I say that obviously without any more information being released. However, we've seen enough evidence and video from how for how these events escalate to these situations. We 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 can. And I, and, I, and I don't want to use that as a generalization. You are I'm doing a generalization. A you are no, doing no, no, a generalization. No, 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 no. And, if, no, and what is somebody, and, and, and then, a, it's not a generalization. it is a generalization, have, and it's a big assumption. And it's a big assumption. If we have multiple instances that substantiate the same thing happen, it is considered to be more likely than not for it to be possible and true. That is not a generalization. It is a generalization, and it's very dangerous, and it's very white supremacy. Yes, it is. That's bullshit. It's not bullshit. It's the truth, Terrence. What did you expect somebody to do? What did you expect somebody to do at Smell Park? To call the police and say, hey, police, there's 400 black teenagers down here. I mean, they ain't doing nothing wrong right now, but you know how they are. Is that what you expected somebody to do? Man, look, if you if you really think they just walked up, they did a fucking, what, what's the, the Michael Jackson thriller scene, they walk up and just see each other and start battling, if that's what you think this happened, I got a bridge to sell you in Colorado. I'm just simply asking you, what yes. did you expect? You just no. said, I know somebody saw all these teenagers, so what? I see teenagers all the time. I don't assume anything. If there's no crime being committed and there's no issue, there's no problem. It's not bull. What you want us to do is to see a lot of black teenagers congregating and to assume the negative, to assume that criminal behavior is about to happen, and I'm not going to do that. Ask Iris, and I I, I know what Iris does. She does work in the community. Ask Iris how many damn times they had mass situations with these kids, and they promote what the hell they get ready to do on social media before it fucking happens. So we can't sit up here and act like, oh, after we do an AAR of the event happening, we don't develop a trend in terms of what develops these situations. Let's not act like we don't have that capacity, Nate. That is not a generalization. It is a generalization, and it's very white supremacy. What you're saying is whenever the black teenagers get together, we post a swarm down there and start calling the police even before anything bad happens. That's what you're saying. No, I'm not. That's not what I'm saying. You ain't going to tell me these kids got their parents on their damn social media. Oh, Jimmy and John get ready to fight it down Smelly Park. That's exactly what these kids do. We know it happened. It happened with the Kenwood incident. We saw the situation that happened before downtown. Like, we saw what happens in Kings Island. We had three distinct incidents within the past 120 days when we know this shit happened. We know these elements are there, and we're going to say, oh, that's making a generalization. These kids met up down there for a fight to settle a personal beef. You're not going to expect me to believe that not one damn parent said, hey, this is probably not a good idea. One parent down there saw them kids get together, somebody get in the middle, hey, kids, we don't need to do that down here. Take that somewhere else. You're not going to expect me to believe that there were adults down there with kids there was somebody that saw what was going on before it happened. We can't sit up here and act like these things don't happen in our community. We can't step up to the plate and, 
speak and on you, it. And you acting like we up. got control. You acting like number one, people gonna do what people do. You don't know the details of that crowd. That. For all we know, there could have been some parents whose teenagers was like, "Hey, I'm going down to Smell Park." Mom and Dad was like, "What you doing down there? It don't sound right. You ain't going down there. You don't know the backstory." How are we supposed to anticipate future crimes? You, we, you can't anticipate no future crime. It's preposterous. No, nobody's trying to predict the future crime, Nate, but it's the same thing when you got the elements of crime happening. You got a victim, you got time opportunity, you got a, you got a perpetrator. It's the same three basic elements of what creates a situation for crime to occur. You can look it up. We know the same damn thing are happening with our kids right now, but we're afraid to have a conversation about right. it. It's ridiculous. Ain't nobody. We having con- people having conversations and been having conversations. That ain't true. It's, it's conversations, man. It's people have been having conversations, Terrence, and we continue to have conversations <laughs> in the city of Cincinnati. <laughs> you cannot predict saying? future crime, <laughs> and when you try to do it on a <laughs> racial <laughs> basis, that's discrimination. <laughs> nobody again. Who even said that? That's you. That's what you. That's what you described. There. You're like, well, somebody knew these kids was down there. Somebody saw these kids. So what? I was, hold on. I was just, I would say two, three weeks ago, me and the family was a Sunday. We jumped in a car and went down to Smell Park. It was full of teenagers. It was full of teenagers. I didn't think shit about it. They wasn't doing nothing wrong. Why would I call the police like, hey, now, they ain't doing nothing wrong right now, but you know how we are. Come on, that's ridiculous. What I said, that's, that's exactly what you described. Those kids met up, circled up around each other like they was getting ready to get into a damn fight, Nate. Let's be let's be real here. Fights happen. Not, all right, Nate. I'll talk to you later, man. Yeah, thank you. Fights happen. Thank you for the call. Fights happen. You can't stop people from fighting. People have been fighting since Cain and Abel. So now black, the black community is responsible to stop people from fighting. It's bigger than that. It's a multitude of issues. You ain't going to just put this on black people. Like we got, like this is the minority report with Tom Cruise and we can just go talk with the clairvoyant and then she going to give us a vision of the crimes that's supposed to happen. It don't work that way. I was just at Smell Park. It was full of black teenagers. It was everywhere. I was surprised. It was a whole bunch of people down there. They was chilling. They was laughing. They was on the little little scooters. I didn't think shit of it. I didn't think nothing of it. So, no, I'm not going to knee-jerk react just because the black teens congregate. Oh, boy, look at them. They swarming like locusts. See, African killer bees. I mean, things are going to pop off. We live in America. People got beef. Most times it has is about something dumb. You got adults out here getting into uh, getting into deadly situations over dumb shit on Facebook. It happens. It happens. And I, again, I don't see what the connection is between that and Monique and her criticizing grown women because they wear bonnets. I, I still don't see that, but. You do, so that's all that matters. That's good enough for me. If you see it, brother, then you see it. Uh, Bunky writes, uh, Nate, I didn't give absolutes. I said some. Who's raising these kids? Who's raising them? Tell me. You stop being grown when you walk at 5 p.m. in pajamas and flurry flip-flops. 
me see. Um, uh, see, J. Rose writes, that's the problem now. Can't say nothing to nobody. What are some things you shouldn't say to people, J. Rose? You shouldn't be able to walk up to say to say whatever you want to say to somebody. Who do you think you are? Um, but that's not the problem. The problem is not that people feel like they can't say nothing because nobody's stopping you. You just know that there could be consequences, so you choose not to do it. You can say what you want to say, as long as you're willing to deal with them consequences. Because there's some people out there that they don't play no games. You say something cross to them. You got the you got a problem in your hands right then, right now. The police can be standing right there. They're gonna they're gonna test that chin. So if it's worth you for you to say something to them about they bonded or whatever, go right ahead. Just be willing to deal with the consequences. So no, I don't think that's the issue at all. Uh Terrence writes exactly, J. Rose. Uh <laughs> Uh, Danita writes, so she on one too. She writes, this comparison to the Bible, all things under heaven isn't a stretch. Man, I just hollered on that one. <laughs> Thought you liked that. Uh, Kendall writes, I think people are missing the point. We got bigger fish to fry than worry about what someone is wearing or looks. Thank you, Kendall Clark. You just said it so, you said it so much better than I did. We got bigger fish to fry than what somebody wearing. Way bigger fish to fry. But people want to act like it's all the same thing because if we can't tell somebody not to wear a bonnet in Kroger, then how are we going to convince somebody to put the guns down? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Bo Riding writes, no, the saying is a wise man chases his way, a fool does it. No, that's not the saying. That's another saying, Bo Riding. The saying is that a wise man speaks when he has to. A fool speaks because he thinks he has to. We're talking about two different sayings. So, yeah, I'm sure that what you're saying is a saying. But what I just said to you is most certainly, you can quote it right now. It's a famous quote. And it's true. Uh, a fool is just run his mouth because they think they're supposed to say something. A wise man is typically very quiet until they have to say something. That's just the truth. You go to any group of people, you see it to be true. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Sydney writes, grown adults should not be telling a stranger what to wear. I would not wear a bonnet and flurry slippers to the store, but it's not my place to tell another adult what to wear. Thank you, Sydney Stallworth. Thank you. <laughs> Jay Rose writes, but it's, it's okay to tell people to lose weight. <laughs> Look what I done done. I didn't stir the pot so much, man. People didn't lost their damn minds this morning. Okay. Jason writes, uh, failed drug test drop. California, what's up, Jason? <laughs> Nat writes, losing weight is about health. Oh, man. Brandy writes, you can be, you can wear a suit and be an addict and a thief. Clothing doesn't necessarily define character. Thank you, Brandy. Exactly. I don't judge books by their cover. I'm telling you, I know people that walk around here dressed down. In some cases, you might even say dress bummy. And they got multiple homes, multiple across the country. They've successfully started and are running multiple businesses. Credit A1, money in the bank. And you would never know it. 
you would never know it. We got to stop judging books by their character according to what standard. I judge people by how they interact with me and what I see. I don't judge people by their color, and I don't judge people by how they dress per se, although we all know that when you're in different perceptions, Settings, how you're dressed in a professional manner, or do you got some pizzazz? It definitely can communicate things. But at the grocery store? Hell no. Hell no. Uh, let me see. Uh, let me see. Um. See, Kelly writes, uh, Nate, I agree, is stupid and nonsensical. And I say this as a single mom who on July 4th wore lounge pants and a basic tee to Kroger Mason after my law-abiding, high-achieving teen at work. Right. Man, you might see me at the store dressed any old kind of way because I'm not pressed. I'm not trying to impress anybody. If I run into you, like, hey, what's up, Nate? You running to me? I'll smell good. I'll be clean. But I might, man, I might have on some socks and some flip-flops or something. It depends on my mood. And I don't give a damn what nobody thinks. And if I run into somebody and it's like, oops, if you only had a suit on, we had an opportunity for you. Well, oh, well, what's the Bible said? You know what I'm saying? If some, if God got something for you, nobody can take that from you. No matter what I wear to the grocery store. I just, I'm just surprised that people keep making these arguments, but man, okay. 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 Uh, Nate, I agree. It is stupid and nonsensical to believe I'm raising a criminal because I wear my lounge clothes at Kroger. My child is not a criminal. Neither am I. I don't believe that, but some people do. I just feel like I said before, I've been doing this business long enough to know that, and I say a black man, but maybe it's just something to my personality. But sometimes when you have a strong personality, it can rub people the wrong way. You know what I'm saying? I have to measure that. I got to put in a dose of humor and all that kind of stuff because... Our society, we're not set up to deal with black men with strong opinions. Look at Kevin Samuels. We're not set up for that. Yeah, you can have some people here or there. They might rise here and there. But typically what you'll see is um, they they employ other strategies to soften it. And I don't always do that. I just kind of say what's on my mind. And sometimes I forget a little bit. So I'll do a better job if you need me to as much as I can. And, and still do me and be authentic to who I am. Uh, but I'll, I'll keep that in mind. I understand that humor element is very, very important because especially in Cincinnati, where we, where you see that at? R- raise your hand. How many strong, outspoken, give no quarter and no Fs black men are there really out there in the media? Like for real, for real. It ain't a whole lot. You know what I'm saying? It ain't a whole lot especially doing a daily show and talking about multiple issues. You might get like a one issue person like there that's talking about this, that, and the other, but we're not conditioned to really accept that. Not all of us are, you know, some people take that and it becomes something else. And I can hear, see, it's kind of, that's what people are doing. And I just speak on it. You know, I just keeps it rizzle, keep rizzle, which I mean, do you, I love it. It makes the show better. We, I love that clash. I love it, but you know, you, you got to know who you're dealing with. I mean, I ain't changing. <laughs> I'm not. I'm always open to be corrected by my people, though. Always. Always, always, always. But mm, you know, the style is going to be pretty much what it is. Can't change that. 
Uh, let me see. Um, very interesting comments here. Let me see. Flavor 411 writes, didn't you ask last week about Black Karen, Black Carl Dialogue? Black Karen, Black Carl Dialogue. I think I said I think I did, yeah. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Uh, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hey, Nathan. It's Tracy. How are you? Hey, Tracy. Good morning. How you doing? I just want to say this to stir the pot because this conversation is just wearing me out. I'm at work <laughs> just sitting here shaking my head. But what I want to say is <clears throat> in August, the end of August, the last week of August, my younger son and I are taking a trip to L.A. Um, we're catching a 6 a.m. flight. We leave the house at 4. So we probably get to the airport about 4.30. I don't know what I'm wearing to the airport, but if you see me in my do-rag and some sweats dragging my suitcase, don't say shit to me because I'm grown and that's the way I chose to leave the house. I looked in the mirror before I left and I was good with it. So just leave me alone. I'm just saying. You you know, I, I, I saw somebody... Um, Yesterday at Winton and Kemper, I don't know what these women got into it about, but instead of this lady minding her business and just letting it go, I don't know if the woman cut her off or whatever, she jumps out of her car, runs up to the other woman's car, starts banging on her window. I said, "You, what if you would have got blasted just from running up to somebody, running your mouth? Sometimes we just need to let shit go. You know, it's it's like like the other person said, it's, we got way more other things to deal with than what somebody's got on, you know, what somebody looks like, what somebody where. Just let it go. As an adult at 51 years old, I've learned a long time ago to pick my battles. And what somebody else eats don't make me shit, and it's, it's not my battle. So I'm going to just leave it alone. And it, I, I just... I have better things to do, but you know, I'm just out here trying to start a pot. If you see me in CBG on August 27th, you know, with my kid looking a hot mess, don't say nothing to me. You don't even have to speak. Just shake your head and keep going. Cause that's what I do. If I see something I don't like, I just shake my head and keep going. Cause it's not my business and it is what it is, but that's all I got to say. Appreciate the call. Appreciate the call. She's speaking, speaking like a grown person. Mind your, there's a time for everything. Oh, that mind your business is what destroyed the village. No, it's not. Actually, minding your business in the Actually, like I told you, I'm in a long term relationship. I've been married to my wife for 21 years this month. I've known her for 25 years. I don't everything that comes through my head about her. I don't say because it would destroy the relationship. She, every little thought she has, she sometimes you just keep it to yourself, even in an intimate, even in a marriage, let alone with a neighbor. We're talking about a neighbor. So please stop it. Think before you type. Open your mind before you open your mouth. I'll leave it just like that. Viva La Chapas. Got to make a move this morning. We start the show just so you know, Shakari Richardson will not compete in Tokyo, sad to say. Uh, she she had an opportunity. She could have been a part of the four by one hundred meter relay, but the U.S. Olympic team decided to not include her. And the moral of the story is: don't shoot yourself in the foot. You got a lot of obstacles out there, especially if you melanated. You got all kind of obstacles and pitfalls and white supremacists and Karens and Darrens and just life. The universe itself is going to throw you haymakers. Don't shoot yourself in the foot. Don't shoot yourself in the foot. And the devil is real. The devil is real. 
And the devil loves to entice people by things that feel good. That's human frailty. It's always going to be something that feels good. And I understand, you know, you're feeling bad. You heard about your, your biological mother passing away. You're 21 years old. She did something that a 21-year-old does. But when you're working toward a goal, stay focused. You can eat your cake later. There'll be time for that. Have an excellent rest of your Tuesday, family. Have an excellent rest of your Wednesday, family, should I say, not your Tuesday. Have an excellent rest of your day, okay? I wish the best for you. Go out there and win, win, win. Go out there and be successful. Be successful. Be focused. All right, we'll catch up real soon. I'm Nathan Ivey, and I'm out. Talking to my mirror like I love you so much Curving all my critics like I heard you, so what? You can't kill my confidence, I think I'm the man Tally all the f I ever gave on my head